This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Our program is underwritten in part by the Indiana State Knights of Columbus. And now, here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Eyre. Hello, Jim. Hello, hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And Bridget, uh, you know, we've been starting each of our Faith in Action programs with a prayer. So uh, I'll begin with this prayer, if it's all right with everyone. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and for the precious gifts of life and health. Thank you for my family and my friends and my faith in you and the fact I live in the United States of America. Please bless and protect each member of my family and protect us from all harm and serious illness, from bullying, addiction, abuse, and violence of all kinds. And through the cross and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, please one day welcome each of us into your holy kingdom. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we got a great show for you today, and... Uh I think I'm just going to toss this question out to our audience for thought. What is a baby box? Well, that question may conjure I, I up... I didn't think they came wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> that, that question may, may conjure up lots of images. And if you don't know what a baby box is, that's what this show is going to be all about. We're going to be talking about the topic of baby boxes with founder and CEO of Safe Haven Baby Boxes of, in Indiana, Monica Kelsey. And she joins us uh, via phone. Welcome to Faith in Action, Monica. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. Well, as I mentioned in the open, uh, a baby box, that certainly does paint quite a picture. What is, what is a baby box, and how did they, or where did they come about? Well, you know, baby box, when I first brought this idea to the United States, getting people to understand that putting a baby in a box is a heck of a lot better than putting a baby in a dumpster, which was what was happening prior. Um, and so I, I understand how people can kind of look at the word baby box, but... This, this box is very um, high-tech. It is uh, electronically monitored. And what I mean by that is, is it at, the box actually calls 911 on its own. Um, and it's installed in the side of a firehouse or a hospital. Um, those are the only two places that we put them because there's medical personnel on the other side of the wall. Um, but uh, when mom places baby inside the box, um, a, an immediate 911 call goes out. Um, once baby is laid in the bassinet, a second call goes out, which is not connected to the first one, the first alarm, and uh, that's a safety feature of the box. And then once she shuts the door, the door actually locks um, so that no one can come behind her and take this child out of this box. This box has to be retrieved from the inside of the firehouse or the inside of the hospital. Um, our boxes are heated, um, so they're very warm, and there's actually a medical bassinet on the inside. Uh, our babies that are in our boxes... Um, usually no more than two to three minutes inside one of our boxes before uh, first responders pull these babies out. Now, how long has Indiana had um, baby boxes, and how did that kind of get rolling? Well, Indiana became the first state in the country to enact the uh, baby box program, and it's kind of funny. (laughs) I love telling the story because uh, my husband is the mayor of our city, and, you know, when you bring an idea to the United States, you have to talk people into trusting what you're kind of selling them, I guess is a way to say it. Um, and so I put the first baby box in, in my firehouse. I'm a firefighter and a medic. I retired in 2019. But um, we put the first baby box in, in my firehouse and, under and, my and, other, and, under 
under my husband. And <laughs> it's kind of funny because we laugh about it now. Now, but now where is that, Monica? Not, what, what city is that? Uh, we're in uh, Woodburn, Indiana. Okay, and, and where that is that? Was in April of 2016. So it was pretty easy, though, to talk him into allowing me to put a baby box in his mm-hmm. tire house if mm-hmm. he wanted to sleep with his wife at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we laugh about it now, but um, but yeah, we became home of Safe Haven Baby Box number nine, uh, number one in the country, and we just blessed number 97. Wow! Uh, last week. Wow. Now where is Woodburn? Woodburn's up by Fort Wayne, okay. uh, just east of, east of Fort Wayne on the Ohio line. Okay. Now you you said that. Uh, you brought the first baby box into this country, which kind of begs the question of where did they come from before this country? You know, actually, baby boxes have been around for many generations, um, where, you know, Korea, China, uh, Germany, I mean, a, a lot of third world countries have these. Um, I was so intrigued when I was in South Africa because they had them also, and I was speaking at a church in Cape Town that had a baby safe, and I was so intrigued by it. And wondering why we didn't have this in America with us still finding a baby every three days dead in dumpsters and trash cans. And so, you know, bringing it back to the United States just felt um, like this was my purpose, like this is what I was meant to do. We're talking with Monica Kelsey. She's the founder and CEO of Safe Haven Baby Boxes here in Indiana. And how did you get interested in this topic of saving uh, abandoned babies? Well, you, you know, I I've always knew that I was adopted um, from a very young age. My older sister is is Mexican, and and I'm in the middle with dark hair, dark you know, dark skin, and then my younger sister is blonde hair, blue eyes. So, looking from the outside, looking in, you, you knew that we wasn't from the same family. So, my parents made it very normal for us. Um, we actually were were kind of like surprised when people weren't adopted because it was just so normal for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to meet my biological mother when I was 37 years old, and that became the best and the worst day of my life um, because I had no idea of my beginnings. Um, but she was 17 years old. She was brutally attacked and raped and left along the side of the road. And this, of course, was when abortion was illegal um, in our country, even in the cases of rape and incest. And, um, you know, she was hidden for the remainder of the pregnancy, and then she gave birth in April of, of 1973 and abandoned her child. Uh, two hours after that child was born and that child was me. You know, so having the connection with these these kids that are being left in unsafe places and their mothers who just want to do the right thing um, really kind of sealed the deal for me, if you will, um, for finding my purpose. Um, I I never envisioned that I would be the baby box lady of America, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, here I am you know, rocking what Christ has given me, and um, and I hope I'm making him proud. Well, I'm curious, what exactly is the safe haven law in Indiana? What what does that allow um, legally a, a woman, or I guess parent, I guess, to do uh, with their child in terms of um, giving it up to a baby box? How, how does that work? Well, not, so in the, talk about the, talk about the law, and then, then, then the process, I guess. Absolutely. So the law, the safe haven law, has been around since the year 2001 in Indiana, and, and basically it says that a woman can walk into any fire station, uh, any hospital, any police station, and surrender her unharmed newborn that is 30 days old or less um, to any worker at these locations. Um, the baby box um, extension of the law passed in 2015, allowing women 100% anonymity. So instead of walking in and facing someone Mm -hmm. Mm face-to-face, they can leave their child in one of the electronically monitored boxes and and 
paramedics will be there within two to three minutes to, to take this child out. These women are not prosecuted um, as long as this child is unharmed and less than 30 days old. So uh, since the law passed in, in um, you know, the early 2000s, we've had um, almost 90 babies come through our program just in Indiana. So the, the law is working. Um, and with, you know, 14 babies in boxes, um, 12 of those were Hoosier babies, you know, babies in, in Indiana, um, we're, we're definitely making a, an impact in a lot of little lives. Mm-hmm. What do they do with um, birth certificates for uh, a baby who's found in a box? Uh, I mean, most babies start at a hospital, um, hopefully, and you don't have proper paperwork, so to speak. What, what a, a baby is found in a box and then what? So the babies are, once they're taken from our baby box, they're taken to a facility, a, a hospital, where a physician will, uh, you know, check out the baby and determine the age of the baby. If the baby's only a couple hours old, um, then what they'll do is they'll make a birth certificate that says unknown mother, unknown father. And then once the baby is adopted, and usually these babies are placed with their forever families within 30 to 45 days, once they are adopted, once the paperwork and everything is completed, they get a new birth certificate with their adoptive parents' names on it as their parents. Okay. Yeah, well, that was a that was a question that just came. That was a great <laughs> question, but I never even thought about that. But I, I, I want to get back to the anonymity aspect of, of that um, change in the law and, and how that, I think, really probably did help more women, uh, I guess, maybe feel comfortable in giving up their baby talk, talk about the anonymity aspect and how that was important to um, getting that uh, change in the law well one of one of the things that you know young women or young parents um, don't want is to feel shamed or judged mm-hmm. um, and and sometimes you know even as a firefighter myself I would never intentionally shame someone or, or judge them. But sometimes your words can be harsh to someone, even in your, you, you know, saying it in the best that it can come out. These, these parents don't want that. And so giving anonymity allows these parents to be judgment-free, um, shame-free, um, not have to face anyone, um, but know that they're also saving the life of their child. Um, I think a woman who carries a child for nine months um, it, it's not that she doesn't love this child with everything she has. She absolutely loves this child. She's just in a crisis that we may never understand, and she may not want to go face-to-face with someone to explain it. You know, when you go into a fire station, and I hear this all the time on our hotline, because we run a 24-hour hotline um, where you can call or text um, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we get women from all over this country that call us and say, you know, I had to stay in the fire station until they took down all my information. Mm. And it's like, that's not the law. But, you know, and, and it's, it, it's not, you know, it's not the firefighters um, just trying to be, you know, critical. It's, they just don't know that it is legal for a woman to walk in, hand her child to a firefighter and say, I want to surrender under the safe haven law, not answer any more questions and turn around and walk away. It's completely legal. Um, so just allowing this anonymity piece is, is pivotal, but also, you know, as a firefighter, if there's a fire out in the city, no one is staying at that firehouse. They're not staying behind. And so if a woman goes to a firehouse and wants to surrender a child and hand the child to a firefighter, but nobody's there, how many more fire stations do you think she's going to go to? 
before she says, to heck with this, you know. Um, and so this also gives the option of placing your child in one of these electronically monitored boxes. It calls 911 on its own, and we send somebody back to the firehouse. Before we go to a break, uh, Monica, I'd like you to um, give the hotline number and then also the website. So if someone was um, interested in you know, maybe someone's listening, maybe someone knows someone who is thinking about giving up their baby um, in, in this fashion, where can they get more information or call the hotline? Sure. So our, our hotline number is on all of our literature, our billboards, our website, um, and it's one eight six six nine nine baby and then the number 1. So 99BABY1 is our phone number. You can also go to our website. That number is highly visible all over our website as well. And our website is shbb.org. So shbb.org. As in safe haven baby box. Right, dot org. You got it. So we're going to take a quick, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Monica Kelsey about the safe haven baby boxes here in Indiana. And uh, we'll probably talk about where they are else around the United States. So uh, stay tuned for more Faith in Action. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Hi, I'm Patty Cochran. Are you a non-Catholic who listens to Catholic Radio? Would you like to find out more about how to join the Catholic Church? There's a program called RCIA that can introduce you to the Catholic faith, and it's available at your local parish. You don't have to make a commitment to participate in the program. Just try it out. I did, and it was one of the best steps I've ever made. Contact your local parish office for more information and start your journey home. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa, what time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio together, and we are talking with our guest, Monica Kelsey. She is the founder and CEO of Safe Haven Baby Boxes here in Indiana. And I, we had this, we were chatting over the break here off air about the possibility or the actual reality of young women coming from other states to do to abandon their baby in a baby box. Uh, here in Indiana. Talk about that, Monica. Does that happen? Is it legal? And um, share your insights on that. Absolutely. So it is legal for a woman to cross state lines and to place her unharmed newborn in our box. They would just have to follow Indiana's law or wherever the baby box is, which mm-hmm. on some states are, you know, their laws are different where you only have 72 hours or seven days. In all of our states that have baby boxes, they're allowed at least 30 days. So as long as their baby is, is 30 days or less. We actually had a mom um, that was in the Chicago area that did cross state lines to remain anonymous. She just refused to go into a firehouse in Chicago for fear that she knew someone. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, allowing baby boxes for these moms is just another option. You know, I, we don't want to limit the options for parents. 
you know, the more options they have that are safe and legal, the more they're going to choose the right one for them. And so this, this mom did cross state lines and placed her baby in one of our boxes. And um, baby Gracie now is, is two. Uh, she'll be uh, three this September. And um, she's just, she is just full of spunk and just so precious. Um, so, yeah, it is, it is legal to come across state lines. And when now, when was the first baby box installed? I think you mentioned, I can't remember what the date was. When was this first one installed? And now you're up to, what, 97, 92? How many do you have yeah. now? Yeah, so the very first baby box went in in April of 2016. The very first baby came in November of 17. Another baby in 18. Another five babies in 19. And we just keep getting more and wow. more, but we're now currently at 14 babies in our boxes, 115 women that have handed off their children at firehouses to people, you know, to where they did the handoff instead of used our boxes. Mm-hmm. And um, we have 97 active baby boxes in five different states. Wow. Wow. How, now, how, are the ba- how, how expensive are the baby boxes and how are they funded? Um, how do you go about funding those? So we do not take any government funds or any state funds. Um, we want the communities to come together because when a community comes together, that brings awareness to, to the, the issue that you're, you know, you're fundraising for. Mm-hmm. And so um, we want the communities to do that. So we, we really partner with the communities and people in the communities to raise the funds to bring a baby box in. Um, but, you know, we're pretty proud that we don't take any government funds because if I want to pray with a woman on my hotline, I don't want somebody telling me that I can't. Mm-hmm. Now, early on, you mentioned a little bit about the um, physical aspects of the baby box and how safe they are and things like that. And, and I'm just wondering if since the first baby box was installed, there have been improvements. Are you up to, you know, baby box 2.0 now or, you know, <laughs> in, in computer language or, uh, or, or are the box exactly the same as it always been? Oh, no, no. We're constantly updating our boxes. Whenever new technology comes out, we go back and we upgrade our boxes. We recertify every box. So so all 97 boxes within a year of their last recertification or their install, they get recertified. And when we say they get recertified, like this past year, uh, there was a newer heater on the market. So what we did is we we bought, bought in bulk a bunch of heaters. So when we did the recertifications, we upgraded these heaters in these boxes. Um, but if you was to look at the very first baby box and you look at the baby box today, they are like night and day. Like really, they're totally different. And that's because so much advancement has happened in the last five years um, that we we want to be on top of this all the time. Because these boxes have to work 100%, 100% of the time. They cannot fail. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's one of the things that we we take pride in is that we're constantly um, working with the fire departments or the hospitals and we're constantly every year looking at these boxes. Now, Monica, if somebody listening right now is saying, what a marvelous idea, I think we should have one of those in our neighborhood at our local fire station or at our local hospital. How do, where does somebody who's just now learning about baby boxes and wanting to get one in their area, where, where do they start to the process to getting one? Well, contact us. We'll walk alongside you to get this completed. 
Um, we currently, I would say, probably 100 locations that we're working with currently right now, on top of the 97 that we have active, where people have contacted us and are fundraising or uh, getting ready to go in front of a city council or, you know, whatever. There's, there's so much that we can do um, to get them prepared and walk alongside them to make sure that this happens. So just contact us. Go to our website at shbb.org. Um, just fill out a contact us form. We'll send you some literature. And then once you, you know, decide that you're going to move forward with this, then we'll partner with you along, you know, uh, along the journey to make sure that it gets done. Now, Monica, do you go out and speak? Um, is that part of your mission in terms of educating others about this topic? Is do you, Are you available for speaking? Or how do you get the word out other than obviously on Catholic Radio Indy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, actually, uh, I speak a lot at churches, and I speak a lot in high schools, and then, of course, at every baby box blessing I'm at. We also have an educational um, video that's free for anyone in Indiana that wants to show this to health classes or to, um, you know, government classes, because this is a law. This mm-hmm. isn't controversial. This is a law that, that's been enacted in Indiana. Um, but we, we put together a, uh, and it's really, it's very well done. We actually paid to have this done for us. But it's like 20 minutes long, so you can show it in a class in school, and you can show it over and over and over again, and that just brings education to the young parents that mm-hmm. might need to utilize this law, you know, one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple of ways that they can, you know, educate their students if they're in a high school or their, their you know, their kids. Um, but call us, we can get you any information that you need on education and awareness and how to bring me in or the video. Okay. And um, I was going to ask you about, um, well, I've forgotten what I was going to ask you about. <laughs> I know what I'm going to ask you well, about. Well, you go ahead. Bridget. I'll go ahead and then we'll, we'll get back to that one. It'll, it'll come back. Um, Maybe. So, yeah, I, I want to ask about you. You do have an event coming up in March. Um, what is that event? Where is it? And how can people um, support your ministry? So our, our annual event um, this year is in Hobart, Indiana, which is up by the Hammond and Gary area. Um, we do an event every year to bring funds in for us for, you know, the, the little things, the paper, the pens, the, the staff. Um, but we, we definitely uh, have an exciting time planned this year. We have right now confirmed five of our babies that will be at the event. So you can get to see what we fight for every day and what your money is going for. Um, but it's a it's a banquet and it's a dinner. Um, it's in Hobart, Indiana. It's on March 12th, which is a Saturday, and they can go to our website at shbb.org to purchase individual tickets, or you can sponsor a table. Or if you can't come, you can always just advertise in our booklet and still support us in that way. Okay, and Monica, uh, what I was going to ask you before, people are hearing this interview on a Catholic radio station. Is this strictly a Catholic uh, movement, or do people have to be Catholic to start a baby box or anything? How, how does that work? Well, I hope not, because I'm not Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the Christian Club. That's that's cool, Monica. I, I knew that, but that's that's cool, Jim. Yeah, you know, I, I have a lot of the values and a lot of the views that the Catholic faith does, so a lot of people are surprised that I'm not Catholic. Sure. But, you know, we will work with anyone. Um, you know, we're we just want to get the word out and ensure that no baby is placed in a dumpster ever again. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what your faith is. 
if your heart is in it to make sure that no baby dies in your community, contact us. We will help you make this happen. We have just about four minutes left or, or so, and, and I'm curious, Monica, I mean, we've talked to you several times over the years of, of your journey as you've been working with um, advancing the Safe Haven Baby Boxes here in Indiana, and I'm curious, what's the journey been like for you and for your faith life? Well, you know, I, I get asked this a lot, um, you know, and I, I, I wrote a book, it's called Blessed to Have Been Abandoned, the story of the baby box lady, and I... I take you on my journey um, of fighting so hard for these these kids, but then the devil attacking me at every corner. And so my faith, you know, when I first met my biological mother, my faith was was challenged. Um, You know, finding out that you were conceived in rape and abandoned at birth, my worth went down. And so I really had to, to fall back on my faith. And so I take people through that journey with me of, you know, ensuring that, you don't live your life based on your past or what you've done, um, that we aren't defined by what happened to us or what we did years ago. We are defined by how we take what has been done to us or what we've done and make it into something better. And so um, my faith has been challenged. I'm not going to candy coat it, but I always know that Christ has my back. Kind of like Peter in the boat, you know, the disciples, those boat, you had 11 boat huggers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one person that's willing to walk on water by faith. And Peter's the only one that gets out of the boat because the other, the 11 disciples wanted to be comfortable. They didn't want to get out of a boat because it was comfortable sitting in there and they knew that they would be safe. But Peter said, you know what, I know you've got me. I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk on water. And he did. I mean, we all remember that he sank, but he only sank because he took his, his eyes off Christ. And so I've, I've I've tried to use that for myself to keep my eye on Christ, because the minute I let go, the minute I look away, the devil starts to attack. Um, so, um, but again, you know, every day that I get up, I, I just thank God that, that he has blessed me um, so much with this life that I have. And I think with, with uh, you know, the culture we live in, you know, we all face trials and, you know, keeping that that's such a great analogy that you offered us, you know, with Peter outside the boat, walking in faith and keeping his eyes on Christ. And I think we can all take that um, to heart in, in whatever God has called us to do. And it's it's just amazing what you've done um, with your life and, and in your calling to advance the safe haven baby boxes. Um Really, really inspired by your work, Monica, and just just keep up the great work. Um, you have a friend here at Catholic Radio Indy, so we will uh, keep checking in with us and uh, give us your website one more one more time, Monica. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, our website is shbb.org. It stands for Safe Haven Baby Boxes. Um, but shbb.org. Yes, and I just want to mention um, Saturday, March 12th in Hobart, Indiana, is the annual banquet, so you can get more information, again, at the website, um, shbb.org. Monica Kelsey, thanks so much for being our guest today to talk about the Safe Haven Baby Boxes in Indiana. Hey, thanks so much for having me. You've been listening to Faith in Action the program that looks at how everyday people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. This program is underwritten in part by the Indiana State Knights of Columbus. If you have suggestions for topics or guests for this program, contact Bridget at catholicradioindy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D 
at catholicradioindy.org or call us at 317-870-8400.